Welcome to Confident in Christ, a podcast ministry of the First Baptist Church of Valley Springs. This is Pastor Sean Milliken, and we're so glad that you've joined us today as we continue and wrap up our discussion on spiritual gifts. All right, well, we're excited to be back at the table this final week in May, wrapping up our spiritual gifts discussion, and we're thinking about discovering and developing your spiritual gift. So my question for the group at the table, what do you think is the best way that someone can discover their spiritual gifting? Do you even have to discover it, or does it just flow and ooze out of you naturally? Or I assume the opposite is true, that we, we have to discover it. What do you think? How, do, how does that happen? I feel like it's kind of a part of us when we're born, because we kind of always have that role we kind of fill wherever we're at. I mean, my mother, I mean, my mom's told me about her spiritual gift of service. And she's like, I married your father, who's a youth pastor. I was, I'm literally have always been able to serve in the church and been able to serve him and help him in whatever he needs. And I was like, interesting. And she's like, I've always, I've always been a servant, no matter what. I, I think um, you can ask somebody. I mean, I don't know. That sounds kind of like an easy way out. You can pray about it for it to kind of be revealed to you in ways I think you can do that but um or someone can just tell you that's that's what happened to me someone was just like because I, I said I have no idea what mine is and it was in a bible study and she said oh, I do I know what yours is and she told me and she gave me examples and I was like okay well that makes sense you know probably another thing too is that you may not know it but other everyone else does so it might, might be another thing as well I think sometimes it's stepping out and trying things. I mean, in prayer and listening to feedback, but I think if you don't try those things, you'll never, you, you might not ever see it. You might not ever know or get that validation or that, that confirmation that, that yeah, that's it. Yeah, I, I think a lot of times it's, uh, you know, volunteering for things and you'll, you'll find places that you are not comfortable or not gifted and then you'll find things that you are comfortable and gifted and feel fulfilled and energized and you don't look at with oh, dread and exhaustion instead it's you know you you feel energized to, to grow and I think those are kind of hallmarks uh, you know of, of working uh, within your gift and of course all of that is precipitated with an active prayer life and biblical study and a true heart that's seeking and uh, I think that it'll be revealed uh, through your activities. And, and along that, you know, praying and, and trying to find it. But if you don't do it, if you don't ever try it, if you never try this mission or if you don't ever try this gift, then will you ever see it come to pass? Yeah. I, I uh, heard a phrase that I thought was pretty applicable to this. It says, you know, the smallest uh, good deed or, or yeah, the, the, the smallest good deed is a thousand times better than the biggest good intention. And, uh, yeah. uh, you know, a lot of time we have a lot of good intentions, but we just don't go do it. And uh, even anything, just get started. And that's the that's really the trick of it is just keep moving forward. So nobody has said anything about spiritual gift inventories, these long questionnaires. How many has anybody besides me done those? Clayton's done it. Found it helpful a little bit. A little bit, yeah. The rest of them have, so, so y'all really don't know your spiritual gifts, just me and Clayton. <laughs> we took the test. We did. One of the, one of the questions that emerges with those tests is, yeah, are they different than any other personality test? 
that, that do, I think, point you in some directions about how God has wired you for sure, but do they really speak to specific spiritual giftings? Okay, those, those empowerments that come by the Spirit uh, after we accept, accept Christ. Maybe, maybe they can. I remember looking back at the one I had in a book, and I was like, uh, I don't know. It just seemed like a primarily a personality test. But and if it's know. your perception that you're filling it out on, and you don't know that you don't you haven't realized that yet, or you don't know it yet about yourself, then yeah. you wouldn't even score it. Was it Paul that said, you know, I'm I'm not a good speaker? He wouldn't have been a motivational talker, but for Christ, I always tell people if. God wanted us to discover them by an inventory. He would have put an appendix in the Bible. <laughs> I think those are good. They can be good things. I think y'all have surfaced some other good ways. So I'm assuming then that all of y'all have at least journeyed down that road a little bit trying to discover your gifts. How many do you have? Two, three, one primary? How do y'all, how do y'all view that? I feel like you have, I think everyone has a couple that they at least have. Because if, again, if you put up with the personality kind of thing, is how you find your what do you find your joy in and i know we find our joy in god but what do you find your joy in helping in helping others like for me i find my joy in encouraging other people i'm a very big encourager my dad literally called me a cheerleader one time and i got really offended but i was like you're not wrong because i like being able to see the smile on people's faces when they see that like when they hear that i'm encouraging them and i'm there for them no matter what i kind of feel like mine you know mercy and contribution and service are kind of my main three. I try to understand where people are coming from and help them out, and, you know, help out where I can, serve in the church or in other people, whatever way I can. So we talked about it early on in this conversation. At the beginning of the month, the idea that it appears anyway at times that 20% of the people do 80% of the work, and, and uh, I don't I don't know if that's true. I, I don't think that's true at... Uh, First Baptist Church, Valley Springs. Let me save my job here and say that. And uh, <laughs> No, I, I, we have a lot of servant-minded people, and I love that about uh, the church. But where we would say there are a lot of people who don't seem engaged in the body. They're just not engaged. And if we equate that with maybe they just don't know where they fit in the body, and we would assume that one of the big holes that we're supposed to fill in the body is in our spiritual gifting area, what can we do? What are some things that people need to know? How can we as a church do a better job getting people on that road to discovery and encouraged about and engaged in using their spiritual gifts? I, I think, you know, one of the base questions is, or people see the change from what they're currently doing. I, oh, I'm going to end up doing something different. Whatever that is, it's inhibiting. And they fail to, to me, you fail to recognize that pursuing your spiritual gift and exercising your spiritual gift that's how you how else would you be happy in your christian walk if the gift that god gave you if you're not using that gift and employing that gift how do you expect to find real joy in your christian walk a deep joy if you're not actively using what god gave you to use instead you get you get numb you get you just sit on the pew you know kind of kind of mentality and you you watch what other happens to others, but you're not really in the game, and you have to get in. You have to get in. You know, it's not Christianity is not intended to be a spectator sport. Everybody gets on the field, so uh, there's a spot just for you, and your absence is absolutely noticed. And I, I just don't think we do a good job of telling people that's how you become happy in the Christian faith. I 
think too many times they're waiting to be made happy where they are, mm -hmm. and and that's that's not biblical. That reminds me though of you know how much are we educating about that? You know, like we we will advertise positions or openings or we need help with this, but how much do we educate about spiritual you know spiritual gifts and finding yours and and knowing what all you know the options are and giving people that 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 grace, that, that leeway to find that. And then, like Russell mentioned before, is inviting them. You know, sometimes people won't take part because they're not invited to be a part of something or to take that step. Because if you come to a church and you're pretty new, it can be intimidating to jump into something. And so that invitation and that education, I think, are important. That's what I like about the creation of new things. I like this. Any spiritual gifting could fit in this group right here around this table. We could grow and encourage. I mean, it could be encouragement, it could be teaching, could be any number of things. It's a new thing, and uh, that's what I like about that is it just gives people new avenues where they feel like uh, it's that's not already somebody else's job, and I'm getting in on their deal. And it's, it's some of that is cultural too. Uh, when we lived in Arizona, the the people there, it's got to be the friendliest town we ever lived in. The people were so. Uh, engaging and inclusive and open and the culture was just so friendly and then after some years there uh, we moved around the country we came back to Arkansas and we had forgotten just how stoic our, we feel and I think sometimes when we have visitors come to church or when we have all that we forget just how we just how we present and we uh, yeah we could really use some some ice breaking, uh, uh, you know, uh, ability to get people engaged and uh, in, in these uh, in these areas, and like you say, training to get people out of their shells because we get, you know, this is the way grandmother went to church and mom went to church and I'm going to go to church and this is what church is and it fits in this little box in my life and I'll pull it out on Sundays and uh, the other six days a week I got to work and that uh, and I and I'm happy. That's it, and uh, it's a we. We just tend to really compartmentalize it. It seems like regionally, culturally, in this area too, and uh, uh, and that's an area where the Holy Spirit could uh, really make a difference uh, to us because it could really open up, open our our hearts up, and to to really be something different in the community. As I was preparing for uh, us coming together, just studying the scriptures about spiritual gifts, First uh, Timothy four. 14 through 16 really caught my eyes but here's what it says do not neglect the spiritual gift within you which was bestowed on you through prophetic utterance with the laying on of hands by the presbytery take pains with these things be absorbed in them so that your progress will be evident to all pay close attention to yourself and your teaching persevere in these things for as you do this you will ensure salvation both for yourself and those who hear you so here's Paul telling Timothy some very interesting things about the spiritual gifts. Number one, you can neglect it and bury it. Uh, it it's not going to happen without your consent. You know, you've got to be engaged. He says, so don't neglect it. It was given to you. It was a gift. And I love it. So we've been asking the question, how do we get our spiritual gifts? He told Timothy that this particular gift, anyway, I'm talking about, um, which I think is, is teaching. It's pastoral type gift. He said it was bestowed on you through the prophetic utterance with the laying on of hands of the elders or the presbytery. So what you envision here is here's this young timid Timothy who's not a natural extrovert. I don't think he's not a 
hellfire and brimstone personality. He's, he's probably a very quiet type person. That, that's some inference, but I think that's what's going on. But I want you to picture him in some church service, and the elders are gathering around, and, and he senses a call to ministry to, to serve the Lord. And those elders gather around him, and they're praying for him. And they've got his hands around him. And we talked about a couple of weeks ago about prophetic utterance. And again, it's what it says. It's, it, it was the words of someone else, the spirit prompting to help guide this young man in his spiritual calling. That's how, that's how he received a knowledge of his gifting was through someone else. So we've talked about that. Now, the laying on of hands, you know, there are people that believe that there is, through the imposition of hands, there is a spiritual work. We'll just keep skip by that tonight and uh, say this. He says, take pains, get absorbed in it, make sure you're progressing. So there is a development aspect to this. You're you're not uh, probably going to be called to preach, someone lay hands on you, and then you're going to fill a stadium like Billy Graham. There is going to be a progressing and an education and a development of them, and you have to be involved in that. And so it's, it's a, man, it's a process. Sometimes painful, uh, costly, it's educational, it's it uh, takes discipline and those kind of things to develop these gifts. Though it is the gift of the Spirit, it's, it's resident in you. And so he talks about the discipline that's needed. And then he says, pay close attention to these things, to your teaching. I think that's the gift. Persevere in it. Get past the obstacles. And then this. For as you do this, you will ensure salvation both for yourself and for those who hear you. In other words, there's going to be a spiritual benefit to you. And there's going to be a growth and a, I think the blessing that Kurt talked about, not only for you, but also for your hearers. Things that make a real difference. He, he says it's a salvation. Things that pertain to salvation. So that was just an encouraging thing to me. It taught me some things that I hadn't really thought about, about how we become aware of our gifts, how the God uses other people and the church to impact us, and then our part that we play and uh, the fact that uh, it, it can be hard work, but it's worth it. Spiritual gifts, uh, so important in the life of the church. And I want to encourage everybody that's listening along this week or any of these weeks, and I hope you will go back if you missed any of the discussions. I hope you'll go back and listen to those things because God doesn't waste his actions. And uh, he poured out the Holy Spirit and he's given gifts. He shed them abroad in his church for the purpose of building up his church. Well, I want to thank everyone for being with us this month. Thanks to each of you that have come to the table and discussed. Some of these have been a little bit controversial, and uh, but it's always enlightening to open God's Word. As we come to the end of this month and our discussion about spiritual gifts, I want to just encourage you to discovering and practicing your spiritual gifts. What a life-giving, joy-giving thing it is, both for us and for those who are recipients of our exercise of spiritual gifts and the building up of the church that God intended. So discover those gifts and put them to use in serving the Lord and serving others. If you have questions or would like to discuss this topic further, I certainly encourage you to reach out to us at the First Baptist Church of Valley Springs, Arkansas. We'd love to walk with you through your spiritual journey of discovering your gifts. I hope you have a blessed week in the Lord.